Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. And welcome to hour two of today's special Christmas broadcast. Rudy, Mary, and I wish each and every one of you in our audience a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We certainly appreciate you being here with us each weekend throughout the year, and thank you for making this program America's number one travel radio show. This is Rudy Max's World with Robert and Mary Carey, and today we're sharing some of the top guests who've joined us this year. Yes, and we certainly wish everyone out there a happy holiday week. There's one thing we didn't get to last hour that I just wanted to touch on. You know how I love to look at these projected AAA numbers and see how many people are actually traveling the Christmas week? Yeah, sure. Um, more than 100 million Americans were projected, are projected by AAA to be traveling this weekend. The average American will take a trip 50 miles or more from their home this holiday. A 1.4 increase over last year, largely attributed to falling gas prices as yeah, a that, factor. That's a big issue, the yeah. oil prices, yeah. yeah. This is interesting. What's going up in price are car rental companies this season. Projected 4% in, no, no, I'm sorry. Projected 3% increase for car rental companies. So the gas is down, but the car rental companies are, are charging more money. And lodging is also up slightly this and year. And they're still lodging, charging you to yeah, fill the tanks, yeah. too. Uh, lodging is up about 4% this year. And airlines, slight increase of just under 1% to 5.8 million travelers this busy holiday week. So, yeah, I'd like to look at those numbers well, and see how accurate they are in a few weeks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, we, that'll all be coming That's out. a lot of people traveling in their cars. Yeah, that is. And, you know, and that's going to lead in, actually, that leads really well because um, back on August 29th, a show friend, George Habaka, he joined Rudy to discuss what flight attendants hate about passengers. I'm sure that <laughs> that has that. just been escalated mm -hmm. now. And I'm sure rental car companies are feeling the same way and, and everybody else. So here's an excerpt of that conversation. George, welcome back to the show. Nice to hear you. Hi, nice to have you here. So, so uh, you know, we've always got a limited time in these shows, and there were so many great things that I had never even thought of. Why don't, you, why don't you just start listing a few? Well, I think many flight attendants are treated badly by passengers. Now, I, I know a lot of passengers, passengers will say that flight attendants treat them badly. They're under a lot of pressure. And, uh, yeah, you know, one thing I, I've noticed is that people aren't dressed as well as they used to be when they fly. People are, are in, uh, you know, those cut-off tank tops and shorts and sandals with their grotty toes. Correct. And, uh, um, and you know, one, one thing that really annoys flight attendants, I've, I've been told, is when people wear headphones and the flight attendant has to ask them three times, you know, what they want to drink. Um, take the headphones off. Uh, you know, one flight attendant told me that they just want to rip those headphones off of your head after the third request. <laughs> okay. You know, another thing is when, when you are ordering something um, like a coffee, always say, I'd like a black coffee or a coffee with cream and sugar and, and how many sugars? So they don't have to ask so many times, uh, you know, uh, do you want ice in your drink? Um, Flight attendants are annoyed by when passengers ask, uh, where, what are we flying over? 
they have no idea what you're what they're flying over. They have absolutely no clue. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. They're busy. Uh, or, or, I mean, they can look out the window like you can, and looks like a field to me, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, what else? You, it was a great list. Keep going. Don't stop. I love these. Um. Well, another thing is uh, they told me on, on night flights, they sometimes, when there's a meal service, they sometimes hold off to um, deliver the meals so that people will fall asleep. In fact, uh, one speaking of falling asleep, one flight attendant for uh, a major international airline told me that they, uh, that they serve only uh, decaf coffee, uh, even if people ask for caffeinated coffee because they want people to sleep. <laughs> I also like the please don't take your computer or newspaper into the laboratory. It's gross, and it means you're going to be it, occupying it, it longer than you should. <laughs> it is so gross. I see people taking their computers and newspapers into the labs. Come on, it's not a library. You know, it's, it's, it's very unsanitary. Just, you know, do, do what you have to do and, uh, and, and get out. Uh, you know, I, I think if we charm flight attendants, more, you will find that they treat you better. Like, I, I actually bring, I'm about to fly to uh, New York in, a, in about a, a couple of hours, and I bring these uh, little uh, shortbread cookies. They're individually wrapped, and I hand them out to the, to the crew. And even if you're flying in economy, it will put a smile on their face, and believe me, you'll get treated better. You might get served first for, for drinks, or you might get a free drink. Um, I also do something that uh, several flight attendants told me, you know, people are always asking them for pens. Um, to do the crossword puzzle in the in-flight magazine, mm-hmm. and they never return them. So I've, I've taken to, uh, like when I go to a hotel, they have all those free pens on right. the desk. Right. I've, I've, I've taken to um, giving the pens out to, to crew, and they, you'd be surprised how much they appreciate it, and they just treat you better. I love it. So they, one of the other points you made is they, they sometimes do ask the captain to leave the seatbelt on long after turbulence has ended so that they can get their carts down the aisles without having to... Uh, uh, sure. Have you ever noticed you? that one, once the turbulence ends, that the, the the captain does not shut off the flight at the uh, the seat? The, the I seat have sign? noticed that. I yeah, have it's, not, that. it's not because they forgot. They said just just have them, you know, sit in their seats so that we can get the carts, you know, through the aisles and and complete our drink service. So there and, there are some very interesting things that that I've I've learned over the years talking to flight attendants. Um, also, they don't want you to, to hang out in their galley. I mean, they'll, they'll, be, they'll try to be nice to you, but the, the right. galley is their kitchen, and, um, you know, just don't, don't try to be too chummy that oh, way by, that by hanging out That breaks my heart, George. I've had some interesting conversations with flight I'm sure they found me charming, though, George. No, I, and I do, too. You know, look, they'll <laughs> let you know if, if they want to talk to you. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, don't tap the flight attendants on the bum or the shoulder as they're passing, because it, it's so annoying to them. So I, I, I see this do. all the time, that uh, passengers will, will, will touch flight attendants. I mean, they don't right. touch you. Right. Keep One your that- hands off of them. George, terrific. <laughs> that is terrific, George. You know, we do enjoy having him on the show. Look forward to him being back this year. All right. Um, here's what's coming up this hour. Next, Rudy, Mary, and I, we visit with Delta Airlines operations executive, Pete Sampson. Then at the bottom of the hour, Mary and I will share our interview with Bert Baumhoff, a wonderful man that we met during our broadcast from Alaska back in July. I really enjoyed him. Bert has competed for years on the Iditarod, and the Iditarod, Mary, is coming up it's starting coming March up 2nd. March, yeah. yeah, March 2nd it starts. I think it's March 2nd through 8th this year, uh, or next year, I guess, whatever we want to say. Then Rudy, Mary, and I will share some of our travel pet peeves. Now, that'll lead back to what uh, George just said. 
And then Ben Zimmer of the Wall Street Journal, he checks in to explain the origin of the bucket list. And that should be a lot of fun. I know everyone's got their lists and they're thinking, I need my bucket list for this mm-hmm. or my travel list for that. So uh, a lot of people may not know where the origin of the bucket list came from. And that was a fun interview that Rudy had with, uh, with Ben. So you want to stick around. That's going to come uh, probably around 52 after the hour. So we do ask you to stay right where you are. I'm looking at the clock here counting down, so I'm going to need to wrap this. We really do appreciate you being here with Mary and me on this Christmas weekend. Rudy, Mary, and I are back with Pete Santum of Delta Airlines in three minutes. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a special holiday gift or do you enjoy eating the best of the best? WeBeMeat.com has been serving quality meats and seafood to the finest restaurants across the country for years. Now available online, this family-owned business offers the highest quality fresh meats and seafood delivered right to your door. Make someone's holiday extra special or treat yourself to the freshest meat and seafood available online. Visit WeBeMeat.com and use promo code RUDY to save 20%. That's WeBeMeat.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Savvy travelers know that there are river cruises, and then there are river cruises aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways. You've heard Rudy, Mary, and me talking about Emerald for some time now. They offer excellent value and amenities not found with the competition. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas, an innovative open-air system in all cabins on the Vista and Horizon decks, all gratuities, shore excursions, Wi-Fi, beer and wine, port charges. They're all included. Order your free brochure today at emeraldwaterways.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now, to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. 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 Book your trip with Orbitz, get Orbitz rewards, and use them instantly. Only on Orbitz. Orbitz rewards. Instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting Orbitz.com slash rewards. Like to look your best when you travel? Hate the flimsy Ziploc bags that TSA requires? Well, the innovative Lolly Zip Kit solves all of that for you. Lolly Zip is designed to easily pack your own personal care products efficiently with no leakage or mess. Lolly Zip Kits are quart size, come with wide mouth silicone squeeze bottles, multiple half ounce jars, a nifty spray bottle, small funnel, and a handy spatula. Lolly Zip makes a great holiday gift, and you'll save 20% with promo code RUDY when you go to lollyzip.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us on the show. This is Robert Carey, and what follows is an encore presentation. Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. And it is 18 past the hour here in Rudy Max's World with Robert and Mary Carey. Today we're all coming to you from the Delta Flight Museum. We're live here in Atlanta. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with Rudy, Mary, and me. I should tell you that this portion of the show is sponsored by Emerald Waterways. You've been hearing us talk about our friends at Emerald Waterways now, but have you contacted them to get your free brochure? As Mary likes to say, it certainly doesn't hurt to look. And folks, there are river cruises, and then there are river cruises aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways. They'll take you to Europe's great cities or popular Asian countries. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas. Shore excursions are included, as are all the gratuities, transfers, port charges, even the beer and wine. 
They won the 2014 Cruise Critic Editor's Pick for Best New River Cruise. So check them out today at emeraldwaterways.com and order your free 2016 brochure or just look under sponsors at rudymaxa.com. Have you ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes to keep a major airline operating 24-7? From major things like plane routing, fleet allocation, flight crew assignments, weather issues, or when things just don't go according to plan. Yesterday, we had the opportunity to tour Delta's OCC, their operations and customer center, which is really like a command center. It reminded me of NASA, Mission Control. Yeah. Joining us today is Pete Sansom, Delta's manager of the OCC. Pete, thanks for joining Rudy, Robert, and me today. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. I'm happy morning. to be here. Pete, that, that's, a, that's a big title you have. What, what, do you, what, what exactly do you do on a day-to-day -day basis in your job? Well, my job is systems operations manager, and there are several of us in the OCC on duty at all times. We're a 24-7 operation. The OCC comprises about 600 employees. Um, wow. And from about 30 different departments within the company. And our job is to tactfully manage the operation on a day-to-day -day basis. But 30 departments is a lot. What, what, I mean, is there someone not making sure food gets on airplanes? Is it, does it come down that, do you cut it down that finely? Well, that's very important. <laughs> What's the first thing people complain about, the food or the non-food? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, just about every department. Airport customer service, reservations, maintenance, flight control, you name it. There's an individual from every department so that when we do have to make a decision, it's a collaborative decision. All right, so, so when, when a flight encounters a mechanical issue, how do you minimize the impact on travelers and your flight operations down the line? Because that obviously has a trickle-down effect. Um, how, do, how do you give us uh, some insight? Well, what happens is, is there's actually twofold. One, if you uh, ha have a delay in, in an outlying city, you have to deal with those customers and, and, and the airport handles them, reservations will rebook them and try to provide uh, whatever's necessary for those customers. But there's an ongoing effect because that airplane probably was going to do three or four more flights today, as well as the pilots and the flight attendants. So if that airplane is traveling to Atlanta, now you're short a resource. That, so that, that answers that question that I led in, saying, why if the weather's good in your airport and the weather's good and you're going and they, where you're going, and, and then some, the, the desk employee at the gate says, oh, we have a weather delay. People go, what weather delay? The weather's great here, because it happens somewhere else, and it has a trickle-down effect, right? Exactly, and, and that, that, that aircraft, for example, let's say that aircraft was flying Birmingham, Atlanta, Pittsburgh. Pilots are going Birmingham, Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, and the flight attendants are going Birmingham, Atlanta, Chicago. You've got, to, you've got to replace all three of those entities in Atlanta. And, and not only that, but if you have, uh, let's say, an MD-88 that there's the issue with and your reserve plane that might be there is, uh, is not that same type of aircraft, that also impacts your operations, correct? So you've got a lot of, you're putting a big puzzle together here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where I sit, I have next to me an aircraft router and two crew trackers. The, the trackers, one of them watches the flight attendants, the other watches the pilots, and they're their job is to also find resources by uh, rerouting pilots and flight attendants as well to, to try to solve this, uh, the situation. And how many mainline flights are you managing a day? Uh, actually, today we have 4,500 flights. This is a light oh, day. Wow. <laughs> uh, lineup is around 3,000. Yeah, we, we uh, the Saturday schedule is lighter. Saturday. Uh, tomorrow we have 5,500 flights. And wow. today we'll be carrying wow. 503,000 customers, and tomorrow will be 575,000 customers. Amazing. Just a half a million people. 
So, so you mentioned something yesterday as we had a chance to go through the Operation uh, uh, Command Center. Uh, again, fabulous, uh, fa fascinating place. But how the internet, how technology has has kind of changed things in that there could be something that happens uh, in an airport in L.A. and because people have Wi-Fi or they have internet, their phones, uh, the world knows immediately. So how you and you have a response team that's handling that. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, one of the newest divisions that we've added Part of that 30 that I spoke of earlier is uh, we have social media people and customer care people within the OCC. So when somebody's on board an aircraft or at a gate and, and, and tweets or puts something on Facebook about a situation, we, we can quickly assess the situation and, and through social media, media they can uh, uh, put out something and, and and clarify anything that, that's out there. And has that been a big change in the operations have you seen, let's say, over the last five years or so? Oh, yeah, that, that's been huge because the information is just almost instantaneous. Yeah. If you just tuned in, we're here today with Pete Sansom, manager of the OCC, Operations Command, Customer Center. <laughs> you do it all. Um, Pete, we saw that Delta has the lowest cancellation rate in the industry. Um, what is it that Delta is doing that some of the other airlines haven't figured out? It's a mindset. It's strictly a mindset that, that, that our leadership has said, we don't want any flights canceled, and we want to get the customers wherever they need to go, whenever they need to go. And we will exhaust every resource to, to get an aircraft and get the flight operating. We're, we've ferried airplanes across the Atlantic if necessary. Um, that's, just, that's just our philosophy. Um, as of right now, uh, we're at 70, we've had 76 perfect days this year. Last year we had 46, so we're ahead of the goal last year. And of course, it's a lot. Of, it's more difficult to keep that record in the summertime with the thunderstorms that pop up. And they do over. roll in here in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. And you actually set goals for the staff so that people have something that they're really excited about when you have a perfect day. Oh or, sure. Yeah. Oh sure. And uh, if we we go an extended period of time, there's, right. there's pizza involved. All right. <laughs> there's the food. <laughs> so I really wanted to get to this. We talked about this yesterday. Atlanta and thunderstorms. We know you have weather delays, but how do you? Um, you were on a on a flight yesterday out of the uh, well, uh, not uh, yesterday, um, like a couple months ago. Yeah, was, recently, where, where literally the ground transportation just stops. I mean, you get that. When do you make that call? As far as in the winter time, it's easier to pre predict because most of the thunderstorms are frontal associated, and with our meteorology department, can kind of predict when the storm is going to hit the airport. But in the summertime, you have air mass pop-up thunderstorms just, just, just from up. the unstable yeah. air. So it's a little harder to predict, but we do have a general idea what time of day these are going to happen. And in, in those instances, we uh, make some contingencies as to, uh, number one, we identify all the international flights that are coming in. If we, have a, if we can prioritize our flight, we let ATC know that these are the ones that we really need to get in mm. if we can, because a diverted international flight is much more difficult to recover than a domestic leg. And, uh, so we, we, we do several things along, the, along those lines. Have you, ever come in, have you ever had a day at the office when really nothing happened? Yeah, that's on those. Uh, we've had uh, 76 of them this year. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, that, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to suggest everybody puts their feet up on the desk and watches uh, soap operas all day, but no crises, nothing that made your adrenaline go up and people go, oh, my God, this. Oh, we, yeah, it, we've, had, we've had a lot of those days. Uh, really? And that, that's... Uh, our executives love to see us with our feet on the desk. 
Because it means everything's going smoothly. It, it means everything's going You're smoothly. You're the only, only place where the executives do like to see you with your feet on your desk. That's true. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, you know, and I just wanted to hit, because you do have a meteorologist on staff, but one thing I wanted to just hit on, we've noticed over the years in flying, uh, the Delta, just to tell us real quick, the, the Delta, there, there's a, um, an energy, there's a pride there's a, in the airline. Just can, how do you summarize that from the team that's here? We see that flight crew right on down through staffing. Everybody, everybody loves their job. We're treated well. We have a history and a culture of being treated well. There's a 767 sitting next door that the employees bought yeah, quite a few a years ago. We're going to talk about that next hour, yeah. To show yeah. Their, their thanks to the company. And uh, when you're happy, you treat your customers happy. It definitely shows. We fly Delta all the time. And it, it starts from reception, check-in. It, it definitely shows with Delta. Pete, I want to thank you for stopping by today and joining us. And uh, I hope you have many days when your feet are up on the desk and you're watching soap operas. You and your staff. And Thank eating you. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being here, and welcome to Atlanta. Nice, Thank you. Nice to be here. We are coming to you from uh, Delta's Flight Museum, just hard by, hard, right, right on the grounds of Atlanta's Hartsfield Airport. If you're visiting or uh, passing through and have a long layover, uh, they'd, be they'd be delighted to welcome you here. When we come up next, when we come back next, excuse me, Robert and Mary Carey take you to the world of Coca-Cola, a longtime Delta partner. You're going to meet Jackie, is it Wansley or Wainsley? It is uh, Wansley. Jackie Wansley. She's going to share the place that gave the world a smile. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Georgia has to say about relief factor. Over the years, I've had several injuries. I have had lots of pain, and it's been hard for me to exercise. Now, I'm much more active, so I'm losing weight, and I feel better. I would recommend it to anyone. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Are you looking for some inspiration to help you get delicious dinners on the table every night, especially during this busy holiday season? Well, consider emails.com. For just a few dollars a month, emails.com will deliver delicious recipes with a corresponding grocery list right to your inbox or a free phone app. Take the stress out of planning, shopping, and cooking, especially during this busy time of the year. Right now, you can get emails.com for free for two weeks. Go to emails.com to get your free trial or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us on the show. This is Mary Carey, and what follows is an encore presentation. The phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is 33 past the hour. Robert and Mary Carey here, and this is Rudy Max's World, coming to you today from the Alieska Resort in Alaska. This segment of the show is being sponsored by ReliefFactor.com. So many in our audience are now taking the all-natural Relief Factor to get and stay out of pain. If you suffer from arthritis pain, back pain, neck pain, shoulder, foot, knee, chronic inflammation, go to ReliefFactor.com today to get your two-week quick start pack for only $19.95. That's ReliefFactor.com or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. 
Long before the first Iditarod in 1973, dog sleds carried people, supplies, and explorers across the frozen tundra uh, of Alaska. The Iditarod is steeped in years of history and traditions, and during our travels around the state this week, we had an opportunity to meet a former racer who's just written a book about his experiences. His name is Bert Baumhoff. Uh, Bert's joining us now. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Bert, you're a seven-time Iditarod racer. You've lived in Alaska for over 50 years. Share with us a little bit about the significance of that sport to the state of Alaska and the people. Well, in in my view, it's everything Mm -hmm. to the state of Alaska. I had had a dream of bush pilots and dog mushers and gold miners since I was a child. And when Joe Reddington invented Iditarod, it made it possible to live those years over again. Right. And so many times on the race, I'd be in a, in a situation where I would think, this could have happened 100 years ago, exactly as it is right now. No mechanization, just you and your dogs in the wilderness. Right. And the training. What, what about the training that goes into this race? The training is really, for me, the, the most significant part. Because in training, you're living out there and you're living that lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle. You live in a small cabin, remote, very few neighbors, very few visitors. When something happens, you better be able to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, you depend on your dogs. Uh, the friends that you have are close friends, the kind that stop in unannounced, just beat on the door, and mm-hmm. you open it up, and you're glad to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, Iditarod is a reflection of Alaska 100 years ago and today. Right. The relationship you have with your dogs clearly very important. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. You feel like a kindergarten teacher. You've got a bunch of little personalities out there. They all depend on you. They're all looking to you for guidance uh, to learn. Uh, You owe them so much uh, in kindness and and, uh, mentoring. Uh, The relationship with the dogs is half of Iditarod. And I think you won an award, a prestigious award, for the 84 race for best dog care or the way you take care of your dogs or took care of your dogs. I did. That's yeah. probably my proudest accomplishment yeah. is I was awarded for best care of a dog team during the yeah. 84 race. Yeah. Uh, but this is a thousand mile race. Uh, it's over a nine day period? It depends. Mm-hmm. Depending on the, the weather in, conditions? Well, in, in the day when I was doing it back in the 80s, uh, 12 or 14 days was kind of normal to get there. But now the race trail is groomed. Uh, nutrition is probably improved. Right. And now the race is eight or nine days. Yeah, it's so, much so shorter. So what do you think is really required to endure and win the race for folks? If people are listening out there saying, I did a run, hmm, maybe that's something I want to uh, consider. What, what, what does it take? Okay, first of all, if you have a yen to do it, you should do it whether or not you ever win it or not. You should just do your best. And because the lifestyle and the experience and, and the people you meet are worth it. But to win... It takes a combination of focus. You cannot make a mistake. You're out there for a week and a half. You cannot make a mistake. It'll cost you everything, even a small mistake. So you have to be focused. You have to be very capable because there's nobody out there with you. There are other teams in the race, but you're normally alone. And if something happens, you better be able to deal with it. You better be tough enough and have the experience and knowledge and resources to take care of yourself. And plan B and C and D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's just you and your dogs. You don't have a team behind you. 
helping no. you or following you or anything. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so you told us your proudest moment. Can you give us a little taste of the other side of the race briefly about a moment that perhaps uh, was daunting even for you? We had to go to plan yeah. G yeah. <laughs> Well, I plunged through the ice uh, during the 81 race, my first Iditarod. I was traveling with Joe Reddington. We were going to travel together, and I missed the trail. My dogs led me off, and I didn't see it in time and went through the ice. It was about zero, 30-mile-an-hour wind, and right out of a Jack London story. It's almost funny looking back at it. totally drenched, (laughs) and um, no thought of fear. It never enters your mind. You you simply focus on what you have to do. Get out of your wet clothes, get a fire going, get dried out, get the dogs fed, take care of yourself, move on. Right. Well, you've written this compelling book. The name of the book is Iditarod, Alaska, Life of a Long-Distance Sled Dog Musher, and you can find that on Amazon? Correct. Or BertBomhoff.com as well? Either one. Okay. If you find it on Amazon, be sure to look for the second edition. Okay. okay. Second All edition, right. Iditarod, Alaska. Bert, thank you for All being right, with us Bert, here today. we really enjoyed that today. Appreciate yeah. you coming up here. Did you come by car or did you come by sled? I came by car, okay. and I was in a horrific traffic jam. <laughs> yes, well, the Seward Highway yes. is beautiful. It but, might have been uh, faster yeah, with the dog sled was today. It the tour buses or the RVers, I guess, uh, but we weren't sure about that. All right, well, uh, when we come back, we're going to take you about 150 miles north uh, to, th- there's this bohemian Alaskan town called Talkeetna. Uh, if you... Actually, if you ever watch the show Northern Exposure, then you're going to want to take a listen. Uh, We're going to take you to one of the oldest establishments in Talkeetna, still in operation, the Roadhouse. So stay with us. Mary and I will be back after these messages. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open anytime. So call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. The holidays are here, and MyPillow.com is intent on making things merry. Listen to this. Now through the end of the year, buy four MyPillows for the price of one. You'll get two classic MyPillows and two go-anywhere MyPillows for the price of just one MyPillow. They're also extending their normal 60-day money-back guarantee through March 1st. Made in America, each MyPillow can be washed and dried and comes with a 10-year warranty not to go flat. Just visit MyPillow.com, select Radio Specials, and enter promo code RUDY. That's MyPillow.com or RudyMaxa.com, promo code RUDY. Hey, can I get a sip of that? Parents, even if your child was vaccinated against meningococcal meningitis, he or she may not be protected against meningitis B. It's an uncommon disease that can lead to death within 24 hours and can be spread by your child's typical sharing behavior. Talk to a doctor today about vaccinating with Trumenba, meningococcal group B vaccine, and learn more at protectagainstb.com. Cool, thanks. See ya. Trumenba is a vaccine for 10 through 25-year-olds for immunization to help prevent group B meningococcal disease. Trumenba should not be given if you had a severe allergic reaction after a previous dose. Most common side effects were injection site pain, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, and chills. Group B vaccines should not be interchanged within a series. Tell your doctor if you're pregnant. Ask your doctor about all risks and benefits of Trumenba. The FDA-approved product labeling can be found at protectagainstb.com. See our ad in Eating Well magazine. Did you know that the average cost for a family of four to attend a professional baseball game is over 200 bucks? At the same time, over 40% of all sports, concert, and theater tickets go unsold. So how come we're all paying so much when so many seats go empty? 
I'm Adam Canner, founder of scorebig.com. We found a way to work directly with teams and venues to get their unsold seats and pass the huge savings on to you. On scorebig.com, we guarantee you'll save on great sports, concert, and theater tickets. And we're not talking about last-minute nosebleed seats to events you don't want to see, but millions of great seats for the best events, days, weeks, even months in advance. On scorebig.com, when you successfully name a ticket price, on average, you'll save over 33% below box office price each time you buy, with no added fees or shipping charges ever. There are lots of places to buy tickets, but if you really want to save, then check out scorebig.com. And now save even more at scorebig.com. Click on the radio mic and enter code 9191, and we'll take an additional $30 off your ticket purchase. That's scorebig.com, code 9191. Christmas and the holidays with Chord Buddy and Chord Buddy Jr. are perfect. Do you love music? Want to learn to play the guitar or know someone who does? Get the system voted number one. If you can press a button, you're on your way. Chord Buddy will literally have you or your family or friends playing music the very first day. As you improve, simply remove the chord-making buttons, like training wheels on a bicycle. It's so easy. And for the kids, there's the popular Chord Buddy Jr. To buy a Chord Buddy as a holiday gift or learn more, visit ChordBuddy.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. You might have unwrapped all your gifts, but we're not done giving. This is Robert Carey wishing you a happy holidays, and what follows is an encore presentation. Anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. All right, and it is 43 past the hour. Robert and Mary Carey here in sunny San Diego at the Hilton La Jolla Torrey Pines. And Rudy's live from the Mill City Museum in Minneapolis. And this portion of the show is being sponsored by MyPillow.com. For the best sleep of your life, get a MyPillow. And I say that because they are guaranteed to give you the best sleep or your money back. I'm missing my MyPillow And right now. yes, we, don't, yeah. we should have brought them with us. Yeah, should have. And right now, take advantage of their special buy one, get one free offer when you enter promo code Rudy, R-U-D-Y, at checkout. We're all loving these MyPillows on the show, and you will too, or your money back. Just visit Visit MyPillow.com and enter Rudy at checkout or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors for more info. All right. So, Rudy, uh, you know something? We don't get a chance to do this very often, at least on air, because either you're hosting and we're doing a segment or uh, we're hosting and, and you're not with us. But I thought it would be interesting since, the la- since we've certainly all been on the go the last three or four weeks. Uh, to offer some observation or comments from our travel experiences, and would love to get the audience feedback uh, through email or social media posts. So, Rudy, any observations or travel gripes that you have in recent weeks? You know, I have actually had great luck in the last few months flying, um, you know, as far as things being on time and things being well planned and so on, although I hear constantly from friends who are irritated because flights are delayed and nobody will tell them why. I sort of I get cranky about uh, things like I needed to change, I wanted to change a ticket um, going down to Atlanta, you know, with you guys in a few weeks to to do a show there. And I wanted to come back one day later and I called, you know, and it's $190 to to change a ticket. It (laughs) doesn't cost the airline, it's a keystroke, you know. Yeah. That's true. One hundred and ninety dollars. Um, what would you have accepted? Would you be happy twenty five, thirty? I mean, what is there? I mean, well, anything's better than one hundred. I would, you know, that's true. Anything less. Yeah, yeah I, you know. But you're right. I mean, it should be, you know, ten dollars, twenty dollars. I mean, Southwest will do it for free, as I recall. I haven't done yeah. it lately in Southwest, but they always did it for free. And then, of course, you've got Lufthansa now, who's going to says, you know, beginning in the fall that. If you book through uh, any website other than Lufthansa's own website, 
you're going to pay, you know, a $16 fee. Yeah, which is and ridiculous. And and so I'm sort of, uh, I'm just bothered by, by the process and some of the nickel and diming. What have you guys encountered? Well, I, one of the things, we've also had some fairly good experiences with flights on time and all of that recently, but um, we do travel with medicine for one of our kids, and it has to be packed in a small cooler with freezer gel packs. We have little needles in there, alcohol swabs, something that you would expect would be checked and would be swiped um, on the side, and generally it is. And what I find so almost, I don't want to say alarming, but disconcerting is the inconsistencies. I would say it's probably checked 80 to 85% of the time. But the so, other times, they, you're like looking and at it's, people it, like, we, hey. We can be running through JFK and it will get swabbed maybe nine times out of 10 and then it, it won't. It just goes right through and no one checks it. I actually so, find the New York airports are I, not as good I as some I feel like others. there's still a lot of inconsistency yeah. with TSA. You know, and Rudy, I, I tell you, we, so we were on a flight recently, I'll say this. So have you been on a 737, one of the new series, the 800 or the 900 series of the 737? Uh, I have not, no. Well, I have to tell you, if you do, um, make sure you go to the men's room beforehand, because if you try to use the, the bathroom on the plane, um, you, you probably need to, uh, yeah, it would be good for a 10-year-old. Because Contortionist. Uh, it, it's exactly, yes. it's unbelievable how small, really now, they tiny. were always small, Rudy. And, you know, and, and yeah. neither, none of us are really big people and so forth. But if you are a person of size, you have no chance of getting into the, the laboratory on a bathroom, at least the 737, 8 or 900 series. I, I was so surprised that the, 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 the sink isn't there. Crazy. But another thing I'll say is we were flying out here to San Diego the other day. And I, I will be, I want to say this, I am all for the security of, of the president and all of our government officials. But uh, there has to be a better way to ferry the president around than to shut down the airport. So when we were leaving JFK on Tuesday to fly to San Diego, uh, the president was headed to Kenya, and he was in New York for the weekend. But all ground operations, and I mean all ground operations, were shut down uh, for like two and a half hours. I mean, planes coming in, planes leaving. It was crazy. So there's some of the things that I would have. There's got to be a better way to handle that. Uh, no question yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I lived, you know, in Washington for 45 years, and any time an ambassador or certainly another head of state, and certainly the vice president and the president, moved through town, you know, traffic stopped on all streets for, yeah. to let the cars go by. So, But you're right, two and a half hours is a long time to secure runways and make Especially sure Especially the top airport. safe. Yeah. We, got, we had 10 seconds left. You, you rented a car, and it was like a, a oh, Lincoln MKZ, Lincoln MKZ and you couldn't it's, figure it's, out how to put it into gear. Exactly. It's by buttons. I mean, what's wrong with the gear shift? Can we please, I mean, you know, can we please have a gear shift? Oh, no buttons. Rich people problems. Rich Don't people Don't get problems. them started on that. <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. Now, the Twin Cities here, where I am, has the second most theater seats per capita in the U.S. after New York City. We're going to meet a staffer from the Crown Jewel, the Guthrie Theater, right after this break. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Thanks for staying with us today. We hope you've enjoyed our special Christmas edition of Rudy Max's World with the Carries, as we've been sharing with you some of our top guests from 2015. It's been a lot of fun. It has. It's been a great week. Have you ever wondered where the term bucket list came from? 
How, we talk about that all the yeah, time. Yeah. How it got started. There's a famous movie, The Bucket List. Absolutely. Well, back in June, Ben Zimmer of the Wall Street Journal joined Rudy to enlighten us on this term and the origins of the term. Here's an excerpt of that interview. I'm a baby boomer, and I don't remember hearing the phrase travel bucket when I was a young adult or even younger than being a young adult. But it's everywhere now. Everybody's got a, uh, got, got a, got a bucket list. Um, for where they want to go, what they want to do. It doesn't even have to do with tra- have to do with travel anymore. I got a bucket list. I need to accomplish these things uh, before I, I die. Ben Zimmer is the executive editor of Vocabulary.com, and he recently wrote a column. He writes a regular column called Word on the Street in the Wall Street Journal that's fascinating. It has to do, obviously, with the history of words. And he took a look at the phrase bucket list, and I'm delighted to have him on the show. Mr. Zimmer, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Hi. Thanks for having me. Now, I just find the history, well, let's back up, I guess, if you can start with, with where the word bucket may have come from, or did, has come from. Uh, that's right. When we talk about the bucket list, uh, what's implied there is things you want to do before you die, literally uh, uh, using that phrase, kicking the bucket, to make a bucket list. And uh, kicking the bucket is a colorful idiom that goes back a few centuries, and um, it actually has to do with a different meaning of bucket. We think of bucket meaning pail, but uh, in the old days, bucket could have another meaning, a kind of a beam that you could hang an animal from when it's being slaughtered, and the last thing that the animal would do before dying when it's slaughtered would be to kick that beam, so kick bucket. That meaning has been lost in time, but we still have this unusual idiom, and that's what gave rise to the bucket list. That is just extraordinary. How do, how do words cross over from, uh, you know, animals kicking beams in medieval times or, or later, perhaps, but uh, to, to, to becoming analogous with a list of things we need to do? Well, yeah, I mean, it just shows how uh, the twists and turns that language can take, you know. I mean, a lot of these idioms in English, if you stop and think about them, um, don't necessarily make much sense, but they, they hang on in the language. That's what happened with kick the bucket, even though this old sense of bucket faded away. We still talk about that, and uh, even though it's kind of an odd image. Um, but that image was actually what, uh, uh, what a screenwriter named Justin Zackham was thinking about when he... Put, created a list that he called Justin's list of things to do before kicking the bucket. And he just shortened that to Justin's bucket list. Uh, and he, you know, he had uh, lots of things on there like um, going, to, going to visit the Great Wall of China or Mount Everest or uh, the, the pyramids in Egypt. Um, and then a few years later, he realized that could make a great uh, screenplay for a movie. And so he came up with the bucket list. That, that term, the bucket list, was not in circulation before that movie came out in 2007. So you attribute the derivation of bucket list to that movie. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it's something that a lot of people think, oh, it must have been around before the movie. Sure. But, uh, there's no evidence, actually, that, that people were using it before the movie came out. That is phenomenal. I know you're very involved in, uh, in, 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 in wordsmithing and, and, the, and the, etymo- the history of words. Um, how do you research something like this? How do you find out? Do, 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 you, do you do a Google search and find bucket list didn't appear until this movie appeared? 
Uh, yeah, there are lots of different databases that you can consult. Uh, you know, you can uh, look at, for instance, the Google Books database, or you can look at uh, newspaper databases like LexisNexis and all sorts of things like that, um, and try to piece together the story. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, the, the story of Bucket List really starts when uh, this movie was being announced, uh, you know, and it was a, a big a major motion picture, of course, with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, and it got lots of attention. And the, the bucket list that uh, they create, and they you know, travel the world, their terminal cancer patients living it up while they still can, that attracted enough attention uh, for people who, you know, even if they didn't see the movie, they became familiar with this phrase, started using it, um, started using it, especially when they're talking about traveling to exotic places and things like that. Um, and it just really spread from there. Amazing. And now it's part of our lexicon. Well, Mary, we're at the end of our Christmas broadcast today. Yes. Uh, it's certainly been nice to look back uh, across both hours, uh, all the different guests. And it's always nice to look back on the yeah. year and And, and I know we're next week, next week we're actually going to look forward to uh, talking about our top moments. We're right. going to take a look of at that as well. So, any final thoughts? Well, I wish everybody out there, we all do, a very happy holiday week. Happy New Year. Looking forward to 2016 and some good travel. Yeah, I think that uh, it, it'll be an interesting Happy year Happy traveling. Ahead. Absolutely. Stay safe. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? I, I want to offer a special thanks. We all do. You know, Rudy, Mary, and I, uh, it, it takes a lot of people to get this show together each week. And we want to just acknowledge a few people that uh, make this possible. So special thanks to Jeff Ryder, to Janet DiAcevedo McDonald and Melissa Hunter, to our team at SSI, all of our network affiliates out there. Network sponsors, certainly that keeps us, keeps the lights on and allows us to continue traveling. Uh, our tune-in, our streaming, and our satellite partners, and of course, all of you who listen to the show each week. A sincere Merry Christmas to everyone. We'll see you next week, as I just mentioned a couple uh, seconds ago, for our special New Year's show. Mary and I will be sharing with you our top moments from 2015. Many of them, a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a good show. So wherever you may be headed this week, we wish you safe travels and enjoy. Listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.